good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Daily Roundup on this, a March 7th, 2023. I'm David Menzies and my co-host. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host. Folks, do you know that today is National Library Workers Day? And my friend will not be celebrating this day. Well, She's just not all that into drag queens. Let's put it that way. She is the she-devil with a spatula. She is the Khaleesi of Quebec. She is Alexa Lavoie. How you doing there, Alexa? How do you know I'm not the drag queen? <laughs> well, if you are, you are certainly the most incredible drag queen ever because you look like 100% female to me. And the drag queens I see, they tend to have big pot bellies and hairy underarms and a beard. Um, and yeah, that's just the kind of guy, Alexa, I want telling my little kid a fairy tale. Jeez, you know, that's unbelievable. But- uh, Oh, you're so crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm just calling oh, yeah. shade on this. But by the way, here's a question. I, I might have raised it before with you, but this caught on a couple of years ago. Now it's almost like if you don't have a drag queen story time, you're kind of the mm -hmm. weirdo organization or the weirdo library. Like, where's your drag queen story time? And these are biological males pretending to be females, typically a grotesque caricature of a female, as you can see on the screen there. Just look at that. Oh, my God. My question, Alexa, if I went to a library or some other institution and said, you know, mm -hmm. I have a friend. She's a stripper. She's a burlesque dancer. She's a 100% biological female. Can she dress up in a sexy way? Well, keep her clothes on mind you, and come into your institution and read <laughs> stories to little kids. I'm sure that would be met with utter revulsion. That's inappropriate. But Alexa, why? Why would that be inappropriate? And you can have a male pretending to be a female stripper, and that is, oh, I don't know, celebrating diversity or inclusion or something. But first of all, people need to understand uh, where the drag queen come from. And you can rewatch one of my video that I made an interview with one of the drag queens that actually speak out against yes. the sexualization on children. And uh, she, he was, and he, he, he identified himself as he, so I would say he, he say that drag queen have been invented in the time where women were not allowed to perform sexually in front of men on the scene. So Drag queen appear afterwards to dress as a woman for the phantasm of men and for the pleasure of men. And it was just like an entertainment, but it was at first place a sexualization. So, Alexa, I'm going through all my fantasies right now. <laughs> I can tell you. I'm actually scared. None of them involve a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we we better get down to business here uh, as opposed to monkey business. Um, Alexa, yeah. tell the viewers, please, what we're trying to attempt in this next hour. What would we try? It's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today we are doing opinion. We are talking about uh, actuality. So we will cover many different topics and you can follow us 
in at Rumble, YouTube, and Getter, and also uh, I would need that help for the last one. I'm always forgetting that one. Um, Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey. I don't Just... know why I, I I never follow Odyssey. I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but uh, you can follow us through a different platform. If we touch a certain topic that we cannot publish on YouTube, we will uh, uh, warn you before, but we will change to another platform because, as you know, to YouTube, it's kind of really sensitive to some topic. <laughs> so um, you can also interact with us. And in the same time, you encourage your best journalism it's us uh, <laughs> uh you can uh, send us a super chat so it would be fun to interact with you guys if you have any question don't hesitate we will uh answer as much as we can and when it comes to remembering odyssey uh alexa just think of the best minivan on the market right now the honda odyssey oh and i'm so sorry to all you toyota sienna owners out there you're number two <laughs> honda odyssey is still number one honda odyssey okay, <laughs> okay i will then. remember that one <laughs> well you know what there there are so many important issues but why don't we get to roxham road because we have a mm -hmm. uh, unique one-two punch going on here i think alexa namely you've been going over to plattsburgh new york You've been doing absolutely phenomenal work on that side of the border uh, in terms of uh, illegal migrants coming in. Meanwhile, on this side of the border, um, we went, as you might know, a few days ago down to the honeymoon capital of the world. That would be Niagara Falls, Ontario, because you know what? That's exactly where I want my tax dollars to go to uh, accommodate uh, illegal aliens. So, um, and 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 suddenly the mainstream media is uh, catching up. I see uh, similar stories in the Globe and Mail, the Toronto Sun, mm -hmm. but um, not so much interviewing the illegal aliens there, just sort of stating as a matter of fact. And I'm telling you, Alexa, this is a bit of a crisis uh, for Niagara Falls. It started off with 87 rooms out of an inventory mm -hmm. of about 16,000 rooms. It is now more than 2,000 rooms. That means more than 2,000 migrants because typically two to three migrants per room. So it's in the neighborhood of 5,000 and change. The thing is, uh, this is the shoulder season of Niagara Falls, not that busy, mm -hmm. but um, in just really the unofficial kickoff of summer in Canada is the May 2-4 weekend. Uh, that's just a couple of months away. And this is going to put a strain on accommodation uh, for tourists, the kind of tourists you want in Niagara Falls, because they go to the restaurants, they go to the souvenir stores, they go to the attractions and spend money. And this is a town, I think Niagara Falls population, 90,000, 40,000 of whom are employed in the hospitality industry. It's huge. So... Mm -hmm. The very idea why the Justin Trudeau liberals thought this was a great place to put um, uh, illegal aliens is baffling. Maybe we can just throw to a clip um, and then I'd like to hear what you've been discovering in Plattsburgh, uh, New York, Alexa. Just one second while we source <laughs> <laughs> there we it's go. Another property. We are not sure where it is right now. But here's the thing. 2,000 rooms have been given over to the migrants. 
And that is going to be a bit of an issue because there are 16,000 rooms in Niagara Falls and tourism season. Well, it really unofficially kicks off on the May 2-4 weekend. So the clock is ticking. Now, folks, I can tell you the mayor of Niagara Falls, Jim Diodotti, he is very concerned given that tourism season is coming and there might be a lot of tourists that, well, they're not going to have a room. And those are the paying customers and those are the people that tend to patronize the ancillary businesses in Niagara Falls. And uh, I should tell you, it began with Niagara Falls receiving 87 migrant claimants the federal government said, don't say uh, anything. Uh, don't reveal the locations of the hotels. But like I said, we did find one. And since that 87 arrivals, it has now gone up to 2,841 asylum seekers just in Niagara Falls alone. You might be saying to yourself, folks, where is the Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship? And you, if you can believe it, as the Roxham Road crisis worsens by the week, Sean Fraser is currently touring our Great Dominion, asking Canadians what they think of Canada's immigration policies and programs. It's a public relations stunt. In any event, we're going to go into the hotel, see if we can actually book a room. And uh, if we see any of the uh, people staying at the hotel, we'll talk to them too. We're just curious about getting a room. Sold out totally. Oh, sold out. Oh, that's um. You can go across. They do have rooms. Okay. Here. Uh, and behind this, this is Courtyard Mario. They have rooms. I know for sure. Okay. This one across as well. That's very odd. Just a couple of hours ago, I uh, went through the reservations desk and they said there were rooms available. Uh, Here. Yes, at ninety nine dollars. I could even have a king or. Wrong, wrong hotel, probably. Oh, no, this is the one. I mean, I know there's another one at, no, in New York State. Wow, so you're combined. I thought this was the shoulder season in Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah, it's sold out. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Hi, guys. Are you staying at this hotel? Yeah, we understand it's for migrants only. Is that correct? No, I don't speak English. Oh, not speak English? No. Okay, then. Are, uh, where are you from, sir? Haiti. Pardon me? Haiti. Haiti. Okay, then. Did you cross over at Roxham Road? Roxham Road. Water. Water. Okay. Thank you. Whereabouts are you from, sir? I'm from Sudan. From Sudan? Yes. Okay. And how did you get to Canada? How did you get into the country? I'm coming from USA. Okay. I'm coming through Montreal. Oh, so be via Roxham Road? Some road. Uh, Roxham Road, uh, the uh, the yeah, road, but road, yeah. Oh, okay. Then. Yes. So you come into Roxham Road, and and I guess the Royal Canadian Mounted Police are there. Yes. And what do they say to you, sir? Me, I'm refugee. Oh, okay. Me, I'm refugee. Me ask, he asking me, police, uh, why coming to come to Canada? You coming illegal? Uh, he tell me like that. Okay, then. Yeah, I told him, yeah, me, I'm no coming illegal. Me, I need okay. safety in Canada. Canada, nice country for me. Okay. and for my family. Where are you originally from, sir? I'm from Haiti. Haiti, okay then. And did you come into Canada via Roxham Road? Yeah. Oh, okay then. And so you crossed illegally into Canada? 
Yeah. Okay. And what did the RCMP say when you crossed illegally? Uh, I'm coming with with my friend there in okay. the the post station, the police. They say me, yeah, you can come. And I can regular with my document. It's everything. From Haiti? It's Haiti. Oh, okay then. Yeah. Did you come via Roxham Road? Yes. Okay. And they bust you here? I think we're no, good, Olivia. No, no, no. You know, um, Alexa, I'll say this. Um, I appreciate the transparency of the migrants yeah. I interviewed in Niagara Falls. It, they're a little more transparent than the federal government, i.e. telling the mayor not to talk about this issue, uh, telling him not to say where the hotels were. By the way, the reason we found out that was a hotel of migrants is that a viewer um, reached out to us, Alexa, and uh, basically, his daughter had actually booked a room through Marriott, went there, and was told to pound sand uh, because it was uh, completely sold out. I mean, imagine that. Here's a law-abiding Canadian citizen trying to book a room, and uh, you're considered to be, I don't know, a second-class citizen. Um, and you saw from the manager or the person at the front desk uh, when I was saying, I thought this was the shoulder season. It's very low uh, occupancy. Uh, he, yeah, it's just sold out. You know, um, uh, there's a there's a Haitian uh, poker tournament <laughs> in town, and mm -hmm. we sold every room. I'm really um, rattled a by the lack of transparency by our government because she, uh, uh, Alexa, you, I, all our viewers, we're paying for this. And the other thing that. Um, you know, really bugs me. I, I, if I can ask our viewers to seek out the, the video, when I reach out to the Ministry of Citizenship, Immigration, Refugees, etc., they have a media relations policy, which basically mm -hmm. says um, you have to be recognized as a journalistic organization mm -hmm. uh, under a certain tenet of the Income Tax Act. I think what they're getting at, yep. unless you're a, uh, a Justin Trudeau approved and funded uh, journalism organization, we're not going to give you an interview. We're not going to give you stats. Uh, you know, Google is your friend. I think that's absolutely outrageous because, as I said, we are footing the bills for this. What is your take on the government, Alexa, sending thousands of refugees to a top to uh, the number one tourism city in all of Canada for that matter. But it's funny because a lot of people didn't really care about Roxanne Road since it was ge geographically the problem of Quebec. We didn't choose that. It's just like it's appeared that to be in the province of Quebec. So at the beginning, we did pay for most of the expense related to education, lodging, uh, like um, healthcare, and and most of of the expense related to the uh, illegal immigration. But right now, that um, François Legault did like whoa, like we just received like thirty five uh, more than thirty nine thousand last year. Uh, we are not taking no one anymore because right now we have a huge problem our not only the lodging is at top capacity but now they end up in a homeless shelter yeah. where <clears throat> canadian who are homeless doesn't have any place anymore because people coming from illegally Roxham take their space and we know that 
the number of shelter is really limited uh, around here, especially in Montreal and Quebec. But right now that they are sent, relocating uh, illegal immigrants to other provinces, now everybody is just like, oh, 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 what's going on? No, yeah. I'm not okay with that. Yeah, but it should be like people should be aware way before same, it's like the problem of one province. Everybody is on the same boat. And uh, and and it's a problem since many, many years, but it began a real huge problem in 2017. And the fact that now what I see in the U.S. side is completely out of control. It's just yeah. out of control. And, and nobody can understand how huge the problem is on the U.S. side because we don't see it. In the media. Oh, 100. You know, Alexa, there's so much blame to go around on this issue. I mean, your premier basically went to the feds and said, um, can you stop uh, the migration coming in? There's no more room at the end. They said, no, we can't do that. Oh, um, can you just ship them to other provinces? Yeah, we can do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we can do that. It's okay. You know, uh, so when it comes to uh, Monsieur Legault, uh, that's his solution. We should state, Alexa, that the biggest lie ever uttered about these irregular crossings um, to use the federal government parlance is that, oh, it's a loophole. There's nothing we can do. No, it's not. You are allowed to put up a fence and deny entry. You do not have to accept uh, these migrants under the Safe Third Country Act. Once they yeah. have arrived at a destination, i.e. the U.S., that's it. They're home free. They're not... They're not being persecuted in the U.S. You can't even go to the other lie about, oh, well, we have to leave the U.S. because Mr. Mean Orange Man, Donald Trump, he's going to uh, persecute us. We got the Biden administration in charge right now. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that that crossing point, we can build a wall or at least a fence and say, no, you are not coming in. And Trudeau keeps playing the card I have to sit down with the Biden administration. We have to renegotiate uh, this agreement and close this loophole. I'm saying there is no loophole to close right now because mm -hmm. it is in the bailiwick of a sovereign nation to not allow illegal aliens in. Mm -hmm. And and the fact that is so much promoting in the U.S. side, like I went to the, the U.S. side and I dig a little bit and I watch what I was able to find on the ground. And I find so many of these cards that is home, like homemade by taxi driver or by private van saying actually uh, border frontier uh, in many, many language for safe refugee to go to Roxham Road. And they have their number and how to contact them. And many of them, I was able to find it on the ground. And you have way more than that. It's just like the one that I have like with my hand. But um, and but it's so surprising because I want to uh, play a clip yes. of what I discovered. And after that, we will talk about it. Okay, check it out. Hello, folks. Um, still at Roxham, as you can see, just behind me and my car. But I just find out on the ground some document, and I'm gonna pass through this because I think it's important. And uh, 
it's some people of refugee and some of them is just saying that they are not allowed in Canada and they don't have the authorization. Look at this. that's a lot lot of paper so i'm going to pass through this and i'm going to get back to you about the information that i can find on this well you know alex i guess if you're breaking the law just to get into the country i.e coming across at a irregular border crossing um, and you're being arrested by the rcmp and told to come back to a refugee mm -hmm. board meeting uh in the future most of them don't even bother with that. I guess you really don't give a rodent's rectum about littering either, right? You know, um, that is like a sad commentary. I mean, you know, how blatant some of these people are in just breaking all the rules. It, there's a degree of entitlement. By the way, I am not mm -hmm. of the opinion that we should shut our doors to genuine refugees, but we have discovered... Mm -hmm. It seems to me, Alexa, the lion's share are economic refugees. These are not people running for their lives, right? Which is what I would say a real refugee is. These are people nope. that want a better standard of living. And they simply don't want to go through the process. They simply do not want to get in line. These are the people you see in an amusement park butting in line to get on the roller coaster instead of waiting an hour and a half like everybody else. Uh, your thoughts? But my thought is, uh, first of all, watch out for my next uh, report about this paper. Mm. And I will say to you that most of the people who come to our border have already climbed asylum in U.S. And most of them did live in U.S. for a while, as what I find out in this paper, like they did live for about a year in U.S. So... These people were able to live one year into the U.S., they climb asylum, but probably their allowance in U.S. was going to end. And they know that you cannot climb asylum again with the third safe country agreement. So yeah. the only way is to enter illegally. And this is why this is a mockery, Alexa. As I said earlier, once you arrive in the United States of America a democracy, a place where these people, their lives are not in danger. That's it. You're across the finish line. You're home free. But nope, we want to come to Canada. I have to ask the question, why is that? Is our welfare programs for these people um, that much better? And, and, you know, it's not just the cost of accommodation. We're talking about clothing. We're talking about meals. I know in Niagara Falls, I think the meal, the daily meal allowance is uh, $75 uh, per day. You know, it's kind of funny, Alexa, when we're on the road here at Rebel News, that's more than the meal allowance we get. <laughs> so, not that I'm complaining, mind you. I mean, that just makes us get um, very frugal with um, what we're uh, buying our meals on. But, uh, it, you know, it's staggering to me. Um, we have a video of you, Alexa, interviewing a conservative leader of Quebec, Eric Duhame, um, on the ongoing 
uh, embarrassment, I would say, laughingstock, I would say, that is Roxham Road. And um, Mr. Duhame uh, evidently has a proposition to fix this problem. Why don't we check out that interview right now? This is completely out of control, uh, and, we're, and we're, we're getting numbers that we've never seen before. Roxham Road is now known worldwide as being the hole to get in by illegal immigration in Canada, and this needs to stop. Uh, it's not everybody who's going to try to walk three, four kilometers in the forest where they don't know where they're going in the winter uh, if, the border, if that border was closed. But uh, now, as you know, They've installed everything to facilitate people to cross over to Canada. It's like a border right now, even if it's illegal. And I think that's going to send a signal for sure. The public authorities in the U.S. will stop funding those people. The people who are doing are crossing people illegally uh, are going to expose themselves much more if we uh, if we fight back and we push back on that issue as well. And now, because we have too many in Quebec, many of them are sent back in other provinces right now. And that's becoming a problem as well in other parts of Canada. So I know that in English Canada, many people are now discovering the huge problem we have in Quebec because it's coming to their own backyard. And this is why it needs to stop. It's not more acceptable if we ship them in Ontario than if we, they stay in Quebec. Illegal immigration should be forbidden, period. Oh, my God, what a radical concept. Uphold the law, prohibit illegal immigration. And uh, you are, we are fully entitled to do that, uh, despite the um, Safe Third Country Act, what it says. Um, Alexa, I'm just curious, if you were to poll Quebecers in terms of, do you agree with this ongoing circus or not? What, how do you think that poll would go? But first of all, a lot of people doesn't know what is Roxham Road. This is, is the most possible? outrageous thing. I did the live the other day with um, with um, Viva Free, and half of his viewer didn't know what Roxham Road was, and and we count on thousands and thousands of people. So the fact that a lot of people, first of all, doesn't care. Second. They don't know about it. And I was some talking like to some people at the airport uh, in Plattsburgh and some of the people were from Quebec. I was able to hear that they speak French and they didn't know, they were not aware. And so probably the poll will just be about people who don't care and they will say, well, no, or not really. And you will have the people really have concern about the system. So I don't think we should govern with polls. I think we should just like put in a lot to protect the border. Justin Trudeau is a fan to create new law all the time, yep. to rest, put some restriction to Canadians more and more and more. But he's not, he's not, he don't dare to put in a law to protect our border and restrict the migrants to come in. Uh, this is a huge thing. Like why? A new law for rest for putting more restriction on your own people, but for the other one, pff, go enter, no problem. So, well, just put a new law that every single person who crossed illegally into the country will be automatically redirect to the legal port of entry. That's it. Exactly, and we are entitled to do that as a country. One of the basic tenets of a uh, a country is to have control over your borders, 
If you don't, you're really not a sovereign country. Uh, but two things, um, Alexa, based on what you just said, I would suspect a lot of these people who don't even know uh, Roxham Road, which is staggering because I'll tell you, they know about Roxham Road in Sudan, Afghanistan, Haiti. <laughs> so I, hey, how do you not know that in your backyard? I would suggest maybe it's the mainstream media yet again not doing their job, assuming these people get their information from the mainstream media. Why aren't reporters like with the CBC going to Plattsburgh like you were doing and uncovering this truth? I guess it's a little too um, non-politically correct uh, for them to do so. And as far as the feds are concerned, I think the sordid little secret here, the unspoken strategy, if you will, Alexa, this is all about the Trudeau liberals saying, come one, come all. Hey, remember hashtag welcome to Canada from uh, uh, Prime Minister Blackface? And the quid pro quo is every four years when it's time to vote in the elections, you check off Team Red because we're the ones that got you in there. In other words, it's about changing the demographics to get mm -hmm. more liberal-friendly uh, voters here. Um, I can't think of any other strategy because it is a complete drain on our social services. And again, there are legitimate refugees that are in fear of their lives. I, I think we those people should be accommodated. But if you're an economic refugee, you just want to improve your lifestyle and you don't want to uh, put mm -hmm. in the effort like everybody else, well, you know, that's a finger in the eye to legal immigrants that have come to Canada. It's like, you know, hey, chump, you spent seven or eight years trying to get in here and all you had to do was cross over at Roxham Road. Um, you know, uh, what a sap you are. And, and, and if some people didn't believe us about it, uh, in my next report, I have a man that was going to cross Roxanne Road. I was like, okay, he looked like a student. I went to talk to him and I finally find out that he's from Albania and that he flew into US. And uh, afterwards, he just like take the bus and the taxi to cross in Roxanne. And when I say to him, uh, why, why Roxanne Road? And he said, oh, because I have stuff to take care of. <laughs> Hey, anything goes in Plattsburgh, New York, as you've uncovered in your reports, Alexa. That's a cottage industry there in that little town, <laughs> you know, to get people into Canada illegally. Unbelievable. Listen, we've gone over time in, for, in terms of our yeah. first ad break. Um, why don't we uh, run our ad? And as I mentioned, one of the tenets of a, a sovereign nation is to have border security. We clearly do not have that in our country. Another tenet, of course is to have electoral security, i.e. making sure that everything is on the up and up come election day. It looks like we might not have that either. Thanks <laughs> to Chinese influence. Although blackface says nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. So let's have that ad and we'll get right back to uh, what I call the China crisis. I am speaking to you at a moment of grave crisis, when violent and fanatical men are attempting to destroy the unity and the freedom of Canada. But after weeks of dangerous and unlawful activities, after weeks of people being harassed in their neighborhoods and small businesses forced to close, democracy flourishes in Canada. We don't always agree, and that's okay. 
because individual liberty is cherished in Canada. Our government will always defend freedom of expression and freedom of peaceful assembly. It has now been demonstrated to us by a few misguided persons. After evidence of increased ideologically motivated violent extremism activity across the country. Just how fragile a democratic society can be. It became clear that local and provincial authorities needed more tools to restore order and keep people safe. These are matters of the utmost gravity, and I want to tell you what the government is doing to deal with them. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. The public's legitimate right to know why the government proclaimed an emergency and whether the actions it took were appropriate. It is our view that there was no justification whatsoever to invoke the Emergencies Act. It's so tough to watch. There's no reason for that. They were literally running the horses through the crowd. The police came straight to me and he targeted me and he, he, he took his gun of tear gas and he actually shot me directly in my legs. Was it worth invoking the Emergencies Act, ma'am, to trample on the rights and freedoms of Canadians? Why do you think excessive honking means means that the government should strip citizens away from their rights. Our next and final witness is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Order a lot. Before you talk, I just saw in the, the chat, <laughs> I just saw in the chat that the Kim RS is asking, did Menzi ever get that bottle of scotch? Oh, my friend, an epic follow-up video awaits. Uh, all I can say is that there is <laughs> legal action in terms of civil court. There is also legal action in terms of a criminal charge. I'm not kidding. Can't reveal anything right now. We're keeping our powder dry on that one. And you know, it's amazing, Alexa, with all the shenanigans going on in the world, Roxham Road, Chinese interference, the, the war in Ukraine, the most oft-asked question I get is, did you ever get that bottle of scotch that the LCB oh, ripped you off? That and also, where are your fake Z-cup breasts that you wore to the Halton District School Board? There's a lot of, that's that seems to be taking over from the uh, liquor. So uh, uh, maybe the two are uh, intertwined somehow. But, but my friend, um, I'm champing at the bit to produce that second video. We just have to let a matter go through court first. And you are not going to believe the follow-up to that story. I know I'm teasing here. Um, even though I'm not wearing my fake Z cups, but <laughs> believe me, <laughs> it's it's worth waiting for. <laughs> um, and uh, Alexa, do we have any other uh, comments that you'd like to read at this time? Uh, 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 what, uh, can you repeat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to wake you up. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to that. Let's move on. Well, how do you like that? <laughs> Prime Minister Blackface, who just a week ago said, oh, no, there's nothing to see here in terms of uh, Chinese interference. We don't need any kind of investigation. Oh, and by the way, if you dare say that a 
um, Chinese Canadian liberal like Han Dong uh, benefited from Chinese interference, uh, you're not calling out uh, corruption. You're not calling out a lack of electoral integrity. You are a racist. Yeah, coming from blackface isn't that rich. But, well, uh, the pressure has continued to, to mount, Alexa. Not even the mainstream media can hold their noses anymore. They realize this is something huge. You know, the idea that a foreign dictatorship interfered in our democratic election. So they've been calling out blackface on this. And suddenly the tide has turned. Um, now there's talk about a, um, a committee. Well, because it's a Justin Trudeau committee, it'll be a secret committee established by Justin Trudeau. Uh, the chair will be selected by, you guessed it, blackface himself uh, to investigate the allegations. And he's also promising to appoint something called a special rapporteur. Um, is that an all-star member of Toronto's uh, basketball club, perhaps? I don't know, a special rapporteur um, to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to probe the election interference. And the question arises, of course, um, Alexa, under all those uh, stipulations, how independent can this committee possibly be? Why don't we run um, Blackface announcing uh, this uh, program? And then I want to hear your thoughts on it. In the last couple of weeks, Canadians have been hearing and reading a lot about the issue of attempted foreign interference, particularly from China, in our elections. There have been questions raised about our democracy, our national security agencies, our parliament, and even our sovereignty. These questions strike us to the very core as Canadians. But today, I'm announcing that I will be appointing an independent special rapporteur who will have a wide mandate and make expert recommendations on combating interference and strengthening our democracy. Yeah, um, does that pass your sniff test, Alexa? Mr. Legault. <laughs> Mr. Trudeau, I always mix both of them. It's really, really difficult for me. I will say Trudeau and Legault. It's actually pretty similar. And sometimes I scream to Trudeau and I say Legault and I'm just like, oh my God, I just made a mistake. <laughs> so, first of all, Mr. Trudeau, everything that what he's doing costs taxpayer money. When he invoked the Emergencies Act, we we needed to have an inquiry who costs, I don't know how many million of dollars to taxpayer. Now you have like some interference. He have been warned that he have probably an interference because of that. And now same, he, he actually deny it for a long time. And now it will cost taxpayer money, not only for a program, but also for an inquiry. What the hell? Like why we need to pay for what Mr. Trudeau is doing wrong. Well, you, you know, Alexa, I, I don't mind uh, shelling out some more do-re-mi for a inquiry that's going to be on the level. My fear, and I don't think it's unfounded, is that what do you want to bet, whoever this special rapporteur is, whoever the chair is of this committee, 
These are going to be liberal hacks. These are going to, you know, as they say in Vegas, the fix is in. Um, these are uh, individuals that are going to find no interference, or at the very least, they're going to say, well, not enough interference to alter the outcome of the last two elections. But see, Alexa, if you're Justin Trudeau, I mean, think about it. Why do you want an inquiry? Because I think the two biggest questions is, how long was Justin Trudeau aware that the that Beijing was interfering with our elections? Mm -hmm. And secondly, and this is the most important question of all, was he complicit in this interference? And when you think about it, Alexa, why wouldn't he be? Look at the objects, the objectives rather of Beijing when it came to the last two uh, elections, uh, particularly the last one. First of all, they wanted to get individuals like Han Dong, the liberal member of parliament for Don Valley North, to get elected. These are people friendly to the Chinese regime. And uh, if you believe the allegations from the CSIS whistleblower, they went to the prime minister and said, do not approve his mm -hmm. candidacy. This is a bad actor. And nope, Trudeau would have none of it. And sure yep. enough, uh, Mr. Dong has been a good little puppet, Alexa, because on mm -hmm. two liberal motions in which the government was condemning uh, the Chinese regime for the treatment of the Uyghur Muslim minority, which is essentially a genocide. I mean, these people are being rounded up and put into concentration camps. Mr. Dong, at the last minute, left the uh, the House of Commons so that he wouldn't have to vote one way or another. Wow. You know, what a loyal little puppet indeed. Secondly, they wanted to make sure that MPs, conservative MPs, who had less than favorable views of China uh, were not reelected. And according to ex-conservative leader Aaron O'Toole, they succeeded in that regard by getting at least nine conservative MPs um, not elected in the last election of uh, 2021. So uh, one, two. And the third thing, as you know, Alexa, they wanted Justin Trudeau to retain a minority liberal government. And that accomplishment was uh, achieved as well. Three for three. By the way, I, I want to get your thoughts on that. Notice that what, you know, the objective was, the third one a minority liberal government. They didn't want blackface to get a majority liberal government. I mean, you got to wonder, like, what is the unspoken strategy of the mandarins in Beijing? Yeah, Trudeau's our boy, but we want to keep him on a short leash in case he, you know, walks off the reservation and uh, does something we don't like. We kind of want to be in control of maybe doing some more interference if that happens in a minority government to trigger another election. That's all I got, because why wouldn't you want them to have a majority government? Well, first of all, when you cheat, you don't want to make it so obvious. <laughs> so you try to, 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 like, example, if you have, like, the result and you hide yourself, you will do some mistake on it for that it seems normal. Mm. And so many people were against Trudeau that if he was majority, people were like, mm, this is too weird. Something is wrong there. Something have happened. What happened? And now people will have like 
like dig and dig and try to find why do something happen or something else. And probably they will find out that we had an an interference from the Chinese. But since it was looking like normal, nobody was like really like seems to like wanted to find why it was minority or something like that, because it makes sense that so many people like the, the, the society was so polarized to pro Trudeau and against Trudeau and people were just like, I don't care. These people probably didn't vote. But <laughs> you, you know what, Alexa, I oh, like they, your oh, they theory. Vote, they vote, they vote Black Quebecois. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Alexa, I like your theory, and and maybe you're onto something here. It's kind of like you know, in terms of the Chinese, they don't want to make it too obvious. You know, they just want mm-hmm. a win, barely a win. It's kind of like if, if you're skilled enough to know how to count cards at the blackjack table, uh, and you go down to Vegas and play blackjack to win big. You don't want to make it obvious that you're counting yes. cards. You want to lose a few hands. Otherwise, they're going to say, please uh, be on your way. You're, you're, they're, they're, they mm-hmm. kick you out if you're a card counter. So maybe that's what it is. We we don't want to make it overt. But I'll tell you, um, you know, the, the allegations against MP Dong uh, are, are just brutal. I think, Alexa, uh, Lincoln and I went down to his constituency office uh, yesterday. There was a demonstration out there, we brought the uh, the Rebel News uh, jumbotron uh, truck, and you can see it there, folks. Um, basically, uh, we want this guy uh, booted. Um, I think if the allegations are true, Alexa, this meets the benchmark of treason. At the very least, it is like Watergate on steroids. The fact that mm-hmm. you had a foreign dictatorship deciding who gets to be an MP and who doesn't. How is this not an absolute national scandal that requires not just an inquiry, Alexa, but law enforcement, such as the RCMP? Oh, but you know what? I forgot. Uh, Blackface said he's bound to get to the bottom of this, meaning that he's going to try to find out who the whistleblower is as opposed to shining light on uh, the... um, the uh, alleged Chinese interference. What mm-hmm. an absolute disgrace. But me, for my opinion, if Trudeau was really sincere, that you think you have no interference. It's not a question of inquiry, because if it's asking by the liberal, we know what would be the result at the end yes. of the, the light, okay? Because when liberal wants something, it's because they know that they will wash, like, what uh, the um, accusation that they have on their back. But if you are certain that you want mm, the minority start an election now and prove us that and you know what? the interference didn't like made a difference. And, and Alexa, you're, you're absolutely right. In the department of there's plenty of blame to go around. This is now the time for NDP leader Jagmeet Singh to take a moral stance. And he can mm-hmm. say, listen, when I got into this coalition, I didn't know about this, right? Because it's affecting him. If the goal of the Chinese is to get liberals elected, that doesn't bode well for NDP. And he's got to say, I now withdraw my support because I simply didn't know. We cannot prop up a government that might have been placed there 
by uh, Chinese operatives. And I mean, in the case of Handong, I mean, what people have to understand, it was so blatant, Alexa. You had mm -hmm. uh, Canadian Chinese seniors, um, they were bussed in to vote for Handong. And just so there was no communication issues, just in case you had amnesia or anything, they wrote Han Dong's name on their arms in magic marker, if you can imagine, right? Also, foreign national mm. students, i.e. Chinese students here in Canada, they were told, go there and support uh, Mr. Dong. Uh, they said, well, we're kind of not into being ordered around like that in a democracy. And then they, they were told, well, you better get used to it because otherwise we're going to make sure you have your visa revoked and you won't be able to continue your education in mm -hmm. Canada. This is absolutely outrageous. Mm -hmm. This is like a bit of, you know, the communist dictatorship henchman type activities coming across the pond into Canada. Well, should we be surprised about that, Alexa? I mean, in the GTA, we have three Chinese police stations operating. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm surprised they didn't show up at the demonstration yesterday and read the riot act to us. Uh, absolutely. Give me your thoughts on that, and, and then we'll uh, throw to uh, Pierre Polyev weighing in on this issue. But. Like it's not only the Chinese police that we have overseas. Now we have like the spy who spy Hydro-Québec for five years. Mm. We have the two um, biologists that, I, I think it's about scientists that was kicked out from the lab. Uh, and, and we have like so many uh, different stuff that happened with the Chinese and it seems that nobody seems caring. Oh, we talk a little bit about it and after that, oh, put in a box, don't talk about it anymore. But if we retrieve every single interference of Chinese in Canada, we will find a lot. And uh, by the way, for coming back on what you were saying about Jack Min Singh, it will not in his favor to launch an election because he probably lost a lot of support from his party. If he had a little bit of honor, he will step down from the NDP and let someone take over and maybe that party will have maybe a chance to stay in power like stay in power like stay uh, like an opposition or I don't give like so much for the, this party because a lot of people have turned their back to the N NPD. Oh, and with good reason. I mean, I don't find the NDP under his leadership to be a credible party at all, Alexa, but I'm far more cynical than you. I think the reason why he wouldn't pull his support, you do the math, he got elected in 2019, mm -hmm. 2025, that's exactly six years. That's the amount of tenure you need to get a full pension. And Alexa, I got to tell you, uh, Jagmeet Singh, he loves to wear the Armani suits. He wears the Rolex. He drives a BMW M3. I think that's about 500 horsepower. Yeah, so so much for climate change and carbon footprints, right? You know, mm -hmm. Jugmeat loves to live life high on the hog. Another one of these, uh, uh, you know, de um, hypocrites that says one law for thee, one law for me. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, yeah. I think the pension for Jugmeat Singh uh, is really what's at play here because what team is Jugmeet Singh really on? Well, he's on team Jugmeet Singh. In any event, why don't we see what the uh, leader uh, of the uh, official opposite? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Alexa. Oh, no, I just, uh, I did a mistake. I say, and 
PD in French. So it's why a lot of people can be confused. <laughs> ah, it's, it, it's so confusing French and English when you, you come to try to explain because sometimes you slap like some, some uh, word in French. Oh, sorry. Oh, I no, made a mistake. No, no worry. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I mean, in all fairness, the NDP, especially under Jagmeet Singh, uh, it's become a two-headed dragon uh, with completely polarized views of what mm -hmm. their agenda is. You've got the classic NDPers, and these are the people I have respect for. This is the lunch bucket brigade, uh, Alexa, uh, blue collar workers who want to be employed, say making pipelines. These are great, well-paying jobs. And then you have the Jugmeet Singh urban uh, New Democrats. They're all about climate change and carbon footprints and and all mm -hmm. the rest of that woke uh, gibberish, which runs completely contrary to their traditional base. So I would say, argue, this is really a party in crisis. I mean, going back some 12 years ago when they were the official opposition, I ab under this individual, I see absolutely no repeat of that in the near future. Mm-hmm. I agree. Totally. Yeah. And they have no money, apparently. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that, that goes against running an election campaign as well. You know, the, uh, the chest is empty. So why don't we see what where, Mr. Where all this, all, where all the, this money go? Because we know that you have a lot. Like, we know that you have like a floating money, like at the government level, when we look at the society that is going down. Um, where they put all this money in a like somewhere that to hide it? I don't know. It's just uh, so crazy. All the time they say we have no money or we run out of the money. We need to found uh, an event now because we need money. She's like, what? I, I would suspect that during the days of Jack Layton, during the days of Tom Mulcair, um, you might disagree with their politics, but at least they were adults in the room. I would reckon mm -hmm. those might have been record years for donors to donate to the new Democrats. I would argue under Jagmeet Singh, people are speaking with their wallets and going, I, you're not you know, speaking my politics. I, I don't agree with what you're standing for. My estimation, my, my guess, Alexa, is that donations you know, have gone through the, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the floor, that, that nobody uh, is... Uh, energized by this individual. And let's face it, um, as it, you know, when we saw the orange wave, particularly in Quebec, going back over a decade, um, I don't see Jagmeet Singh being popular in Quebec whatsoever. Mm. And uh, I would say like maybe Jagmeet Singh can um, sell his Rolex. Maybe we'll have some <laughs> money for his party. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. The way they flaunt it right in your face. Anyways, as promised, <laughs> let's get to Mr. Polyev. For 10 years, the authoritarian dictatorship in Beijing has been supporting Justin Trudeau. They started by giving him 200, giving $200,000 to the Trudeau Foundation. They helped him in two consecutive elections. He's known about this for a decade. You're telling me he didn't know that Beijing gave $200,000 to the Trudeau Foundation? Are you telling me that he didn't know that they interfered in two consecutive elections? Of course he knew. He was briefed multiple times, and he kept all of those briefings secret. And then 
but he got caught. He hired the former CEO of the same Trudeau Foundation that had received the money from China to write a report about it. And now he's trying to cover it up again with a secret process that he controls. We want the opposite. He wants a secret process. We want an open process. He wants to control it. We want it to be independent from him. And oh, by the way, he's going to appoint a special rapporteur, which of course will be another establishment liberal appointed by him that will come out and say, everything is fine. Let's just close the book and move on and let the dictatorship in Beijing once again interfere to help Justin Trudeau get reelected. Conservatives want exactly the opposite of closed and controlled. We want open and independent. An open, independent public inquiry to get to the truth and make sure it never happens again. We need to bring home control of our democracy. Bring home control of our country rather than allowing foreign dictatorships to manipulate our interests. We know that Justin Trudeau admires the basic communist dictatorship in Beijing. He said so. So it's no wonder they support him and they have worked hard to keep him in power. But we want the truth to come out. Uh, and we are going to continue to fight for that truth. Yeah, you know, Alex, I just love Trudeau said he hasn't named the independent special rapporteur yet, just that it will be an eminent Canadian, an unimpeachable Canadian to advise the government. Um, what do you want to bet it's not going to be Don Cherry? I mean, <laughs> to me, that fellow uh, meet, uh, meets that criteria. I think Mr. Polyev is right. It's going to be an establishment mm -hmm. liberal. Again, the fix is in. This is absolutely dreadful. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Like, why do you think it will create this special raptor if it was not for helping him to wash his has sorry for the uh, the bad word but yeah of course of course why would do it if it's not not for helping him and by the way i know that they are calling for a public inquiry but please make sure that it's not only one person who take decision and by the way if the government was more transparent with less like document redacted and more like access to information available, I don't think we will be like now trying to dig and having like all these kind of inquiry because I don't know if you remember, but during the public order um, emergency commission, yep. some paper was like fully blacked out redacted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, it's astonishing. And I love this quote, Alexa, where blackface says, quote, we are removing this, you know, the idea of the special rapporteur from political parties, including the party that happens to be in power, end quote. But the independent rapporteur will report back to who? Blackface. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you know, it's all—it's insulting to our intelligence what's coming out of this guy's mouth. You're absolutely right. I, you know, we uh, covered the Emergencies Act inquiry in depth, and I could tell almost from day one, Alexa, that uh, this is not going to go well. Despite the testimony, I mm -hmm. was 
disappointed with the results, 100% that came out last month. But was I surprised? No way. Not a chance. Because I fully expected that kind of a whitewash to happen. And that's what will happen this time if this cockamamie uh, Trudeau special rapporteur who has secret meetings and reports back to the prime minister is put in place. This special rapporteur will actually repeat everything to Trudeau where some information can be leaked and make him in trouble. This is what is the, he wants to create it for. 100%. Well, we got to switch gears. There's another important issue. Uh, good golly, Alexa. Uh, it might be the, the Christmas miracle. Uh, Pastor Derek Reimer has yeah. been released from jail. Um, I don't know if our super producers have video of that yet. No, not yet. Okay. Um, here's the question, um, Alexa. As I said, the good news is uh, Pastor Reimer has been released from a Calgary prison. Uh, the big question is, what got him in behind bars in the first place? Actually, I will ask you the same. Like, why, why, why now? Everybody who disagree or have a different narrative of what the society society is pushing towards to yeah. needs to finish in prison. Oh, and I mean, this was a man peacefully protesting at, well, yeah, you guessed it, folks, a drag queen show. I don't know if we have uh, some of that video, um, but the love Trump's hate crowd, they were the ones throwing their weight around. They were the ones that literally threw Pastor Reimer to the ground. Um, why don't we uh, show that? Because I think now under this uh, crackpot, woke, kooky Calgary mayor, Gandhi, that the uh, they go after the victims if your politics aren't in line. Um, this will certainly be headed uh, for a court because basically she's, she is saying, um, Alexa, if I read this correctly, uh, you cannot use the town square to have a demonstration or a protest if it doesn't fall into line with my politics. Oh, I can hardly wait to see that argued in court. Why don't we run uh, that footage of what happened uh, to Pastor Reimer? Voice memo. Okay, okay. we don't have our cameras up. We are now calling the police. Stop. We have the police coming. So it is your choice to leave or deal with the police. Very abusive in there. We are going to. For love is love. That looks like very hateful, very abusive. Why are you disrupting the You know, I don't know about you, Alexa. I'm no law enforcement expert, but that looks like the very definition of physical assault. Grabbing a guy and throwing him. Uh, to the to the ground, and then later the Calgary cops come to arrest the guy that got thrown to the ground, as opposed to those thugs um, that threw him to the ground. Can you explain this line of reasoning to me? So finally, he got the one assault. He got the one who was protesting. I think we still have the freedom of protest. I. It seems that probably not anymore, but, uh, and he is the one who not only finished with charge, but in prison. Yeah. Like, this is completely crazy. This is Canada today. 
it, it is unbelievable. And this is why uh, even Tucker Carlson at Fox News in the U.S. Mm -hmm. has taken interest in this story. Don't see much mainstream media coverage about this. Again, uh, they're not doing their jobs, which we involuntarily pay them uh, to do. And look, look at this show of force. Look at these two Calgary police SUVs. You needed two. You needed, what, six cops to arrest a man that you know isn't going to be violent. He's not going to be mm -hmm. weaponized. This is the other problem I have, uh, Alexa, as we saw with uh, Pastor Art Pawlowski. Remember that infamous takedown on a wet highway. Um, there was no reason for that. They know where he lives. They know where he likes to go, i.e. Uh, downtown to feed the homeless. Oh, uh, talk about the crime of the century. Um, but that's what they did. This is like theater. This is sending a message to other so-called no-goodniks that if you dare run afoul of our mayor, guess what? We are going to not only arrest you, we're going to make a public display out of it. And, and my question is, like, why, why they always attack pastor and churches? And what is, is, is it because when you believe on something, you are a stronger person and you know what you believe on, so you don't believe your bullshit that you give every day from mainstream media and government, like thinking that people will just, like, eat your information as, like, yeah, it's true and we need to follow the rule. So... My question for you would be like, why did Target all the time churches and pastors? Indeed, I guess uh, for this current mayor in Calgary and perhaps even the last one, Nemshi, uh, their politics don't align uh, with those that are in City Hall. But I'm telling you this, Alexa, if the mayor of Calgary is serious about putting down a pre-approved demonstration list. So in other words, um, if you're an approved protester, yeah, you're welcome to come to City Hall and do a demonstration. If not, you're going to be arrested. I can hardly, hardly wait for this to go to court. Just bring it, sister, because this is completely uh, unconstitutional. And seriously, um, we're, I'm probably sure it will have a victory and and this victory needs to be shown that you cannot do that. And this is um, overuse of power against a citizen who yep. wants to express what what is his thought, what he want to express what how he feel. And I think it's important. And now we don't heard it because the voice of people who have another line of thinking have been shut down and silenced. And I don't know what the members of the Calgary Police Service are thinking, Alexa, unless their goal is to become the worst police service in Canada as opposed to second place, which is where they uh, reside. Yeah, what I'm talking about, do they want to actually outdo the Montreal Police Service as the absolute worst cop mm. in all of Canada? Because that's the route they're taking right now uh, with their way they dealt with the pastors. You might remember, was it two years ago, uh, Alexa, when that you young didn't met player, the Quebec police? Pardon me? Oh, the Quebec You didn't met police? the Quebec police. Yeah, well, the, the, <laughs> no, yeah. the Quebec, Quebec police. Oh, the, the, all the, of the one for, 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 for the city, for the city, the city. It's something oh, like Quebec during, city. during, yeah, yeah, during the pandemic, it was not really nice. Gosh, you know, and and I mean, my other example of the Calgary police, 
uh, one of the, another day of infamy was remember the female constable that was telling a young hockey player to get off the ice and mm-hmm. or else she was going to tase him. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, just like I said, um, I wonder where the recruitment benchmarks are for the Calgary Police Service. It seems to be if you're thuggish and trigger happy, hey, we're looking for you. You got the job. Uh, Alexa, and when, s- when we look at that, okay, we look at Pastor um, Dirac. That was really, you know, peaceful, but it was protesting. It was like against what was going on and the sexualization against children, um, on children. And we look at recently an Antifa, group of Antifa, just like targeting police and throwing some fire um, firework on them. I'm probably sure that they didn't like uh, suffer from the same treatment that Direct had. Oh, no, it, it, it's a double standard. I mean, the protests on the weekend, there is somebody right in front of some Calgary police officers. Uh, this was a, a counter demonstration in favor of drag queen shows. And he spat on him. And the guy, you know, said, hey, uh, he looks over at the police. What are you going to do? Look, he just and he's showing the evidence and the cops are just smiling, you know, but had the shoe been on the other foot, you know what happens? It's going to be whack them and stack them time right into the paddy wag. Oh, here we go. The, nope. There you go. And look at the guy that was spat upon. Look, look, just smiling like the treasure cat. And you know what's amazing, Alexa? Um, I can tell you the guy that was spat upon, uh, that he could have dropped the spitter as though he was yesterday's newspaper, okay? Uh, but he didn't act violently. Um, and evidently, that's the new rule. Uh, if you are on the Antifa side, if you're on the uh, you know trans side, you can break the law with impunity uh, maybe now the cops giving him a warning. Hey, uh, do you mind not spitting your coffee on people? Y- y- promise. Okay. That's good enough for me. Uh, I can tell you, Alexa, if the roles were reversed, uh, different outcome, I would bet my life on it. And I'm really sad because when I look at Canada is not the Canada that we, we know about like Canada used to be tolerant and welcome and really peaceful and i have the impression that canada is really separate into two parts and and you have zero tolerance and people get really mad really angry really fast and and it's really sad to see i I would say it's really heart breaking oh 100 percent. and i think alexa when it comes to the politicization of an organization, the last entity you want to see politicized is law enforcement. You mm-hmm. want cops to be like the umpire behind home plate. They're calling balls and strikes. It doesn't matter what uniform you're wearing. That's what we want. But that is not what's happening in Calgary right now. And I think the direction is coming from the mayor. And it's absolutely shameful. So hopefully there's going to be a swing of the pendulum back to normalcy. I know some people look at the uh, 
the word normal as the new N-word. You're not supposed to say normal anymore because everything's normal, even if it's 100% abnormal. But that's what I'm hoping for. And like I said, I can hardly wait to see this kind of protest mandate challenged in court. It is going down to defeat 100%. Yeah, we'll give you an update right away when we will have like uh, something to say about it. Fantastic. Um, I see we're a quarter <laughs> past the hour. <laughs> we'll fly out to Calgary, uh, Alexa, so you can do some more of yep. your superb journalism there. Although we got a great team there, what am I saying? Uh, but um, wherever this is occurring in our great dominion, we got to uh, blow the whistle uh, because it doesn't seem like many other people are, uh, such as the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, the mainstream media, and right on down the list. It's uh, it's despicable. Um, Alexa, and if you are ever like uh, someone is a whistleblower or you know some whistleblower, send them to us so we can get some information out. So don't hesitate and write to us at tips at ribbonnews.com. That's right. And so if, we you have... remain, <laughs> if you want to remain anonymous, uh, we respect that. In fact, going back to uh, one of our earlier subjects, Alexa, what do you want to bet as Trudeau's frustration mounts? I can see him uh, having law enforcement go after Global Mail reporter Robert Fife, who was the one that uh, broke this story about Chinese interference. And it's going to be putting him on the stand and under the narrative of national security, they're going to say, we demand you surrender your source. And I can tell you this, if ever I was in that situation, Alexa, the answer is no. And should the judge find that in contempt of court, I would simply say, mm -hmm. I'm a journalist and all I have is my word. If I told a source, um, you are going to be confidential and then I go on to burn that source, guess what? I have no more credibility going forward in, in life. So I would say to the judge, listen, you want to put me in the cooler for two days, two weeks, two months, two years? The answer is no, I am not giving up that person's name. So this is something to watch, I think, in the days ahead, if Trudeau will be belligerent enough uh, to go after Robert Fife and actually uh, have him charged. I wouldn't put it past this prime minister, Alexa. Putting you in the cooler for one month, you will get younger, though. <laughs> I might lose some weight. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my God, I, I'd be the worst prisoner ever. When you know, it's uh, no, I won't go there. Um, but you know what? <laughs> These days, Alexa. Um, <laughs> You know, to have an easy ride in prison, all I have to say is, um, uh, Your Honor, I identify as a female, and presto, yeah. I'm at the Kitchener Penitentiary uh, for women, and um, but I'm sure they'd all gang up on me and beat me up anyway. So maybe that's not as <laughs> Yeah, and touching that topic. Just, I just want to add something that I'm really horrified of what is going on right now and the turn of the society. So many women, a young woman, uh, did mastectomy, like removing the boobs. Yes. And like, and so many people, like, 
take hormone really young to change sex when maybe they have a dysphoria of gender. And and maybe it's another problem. Like when you are young, you always question yourself. Like I will say I did question myself too. It's normal at certain age to say, do I attract to woman or man? It's normal question. Let them question themselves and find out who they are instead of like dragging them until like they have no choice to begin what they have started to do. No, but you know, uh, you raise a very uh, important point here, Alexa, going back to males gaming the system and about half of them happen to be, oh, shockers, sexual offenders. Imagine that. Um, You don't need to slice and dice your genitalia. You don't need to take hormone shots. You can be a 300-pound linebacker with a beard and just say, I identify as a she, her. And guess what? You're doing time in a female prison. It's absolutely astonishing that our authorities wouldn't think, you know, he is a criminal. Do you think he might be lying? Do you think he might be the fox trying to get incarcerated in the, uh, the hen house? Uh, so to speak. And by the way, Alexa, what's so important about this issue, it's not a two-way street. So my friend, if you got arrested for something and you were convicted for five years, if you said to the judge, "Um, I, Alexa Lavoie, I identify as a male. I want to be put in a male prison. Well, guess what? Request denied. And the reason is the guards don't want all the extra work of protecting you 24-7 from basically being gang raped because that's what would happen to you in a male penitentiary. It is, you know, the yeah, double standard. Who would protect the woman? Who would protect the woman in the other, like, uh, jail? Oh. Um, like, ab- nobody will protect them. Correct. In fact, when I covered a demonstration at Kitchener, a woman that wanted to keep uh, the the prison um, just for biological women only. I, oh boy, what a radical. Um, one story I came across, Alexa, is that one of the female prisoners misgendered um, a, a male prisoner, uh, called him a he and a him. And for that, she had privileges taken away for three days. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, misgendering an obvious biological male was more of an issue than this woman's safety being put at risk uh, behind bars with this offender. It, and this, by the way, is a Justin Trudeau blackface initiative. A couple of years ago, he was asked at a town hall by a transgendered person, what do you, uh, can you change the rules? And without saying, we'll look into it, we'll strike a committee, we'll go out to experts, right on the spot, Justin said, yep, uh, you know, Bob's your uncle or Bob's your aunt, as the case may be, and the rules were changed. So uh, this is a, a, a disgrace. I don't know how we got off I'm, on this. I'm, I'm actually wondering, because you have not many women who actually claim to be a man to go to the man jail. Oh, no. The male prison. But I'm just wondering, after, like, being a transgender, do the trans men who claim to be a woman back, to go to the woman jail? Good question. Listen, uh, uh, first (laughs) of all, uh, here's my solution. Uh, We're not gonna, you know, bend the knee to this trans nonsense. If you're a biological male, you're in a male prison, biological female, you're in a female prison. 
But if we had to bend the knee, this is how we're doing it. We're going to build a special prison, mm -hmm. maybe in northern Nanavit, and it's for others, right? In other words, if you identify as trans, this is the trans penitentiary. Um, you'll be there with like-minded individuals. Enjoy yourself. And uh, by the way, I identify myself as Justin Trudeau. <laughs> you know, Alexa, that's our top selling shirt. And I'm not trying to be funny here. I've stared at that <laughs> photograph uh, for many moons. And I'm telling you, the likeness is uncanny. I mean, it might be a coincidence. I'm not ruling that out. But what are your thoughts? I mean, you look at the... Castro black and they white. Look, they and, look the same. I know. They are the same. <laughs> and you look at the timeline and you look at the um, <clears throat> behavior of uh, Justin's mother at the time. Um, and you look at their affinity for Fidel Castro in Cuba. <sighs> I don't want to spread gossip, but... <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I guess I already did. Holy mackerel. Uh, Alexa, before we sign off, I got to just check out. Do we have any uh, super chats? Yes, we have. Uh, we have Laird, Laird King Tire. Okay. I get verbally assaulted in live chat for stating that I am a conservative trans woman. Is this the kind of reception I should expect from other conservative in person? I don't think so. Um, you know what? Uh, I don't want know what this person wants. Uh, uh, he, she, whatever has been in touch with us. I'm not anti-trans. If you want to Me slice too. and dice your genitalia and take the hormones and wear the clothing of the opposite sex and go off to suburbia and live your life as though it's Halloween uh, 365 days a year. Hey, I'm all about freedom. You want to do that? Mm -hmm. That's fine. But if you're looking for affirmation, if you're looking for me to get on an Apple uh, box and applaud this, the answer is no. And it is especially no when we see this odious trend of uh, drag queens getting involved in very sexualized acts in front of elementary school children. I mean, I don't know what more you want me to say. You want to live your life as a pretend woman? Go for it. I'm not stopping you. I don't wish you any harm. I don't wish you any insults. But um, if you no. want me to affirm this, it's not going to happen, my friend. And I would say that I'm all for it, but not for young children. Uh, like, let them actually reflect and be sure before like doing any step that you can regret. But I will say also, it's your body, you do whatever you want. And um, I like, I have no problem with that. But when it's come with like some mental illness, people crazy who use that as a tool to experiment and make the normalization of their crazy phantasm and stuff like that, I'm actually really against it. Uh, Alexa, let me ask you, what happened to age appropriateness? I mean, look at everything that's on the marketplace. Uh, cigarettes, alcohol, mm -hmm. cannabis, getting a driver's license, voting even. How's that for a basic democratic right? You have to be at a certain age, maybe it's 16, 18, 19, but it is considered age appropriate. And suddenly this goes out the window when it comes to 
um, men pretending to be female strippers and they're doing twerking right in front of grade three kids. Who thinks that's right? And by the way, who are the parents that bring their children to this? And what is their agenda for doing so? I don't get, I don't get it. And especially we saw like recently, I, I think it was on Twitter. It was like a lot of women with their baby, really baby. And they have like a drag queen just opening like uh, widely the legs with just underwear. And I was just like, who do that? Who uh, do that? You know what? I, I, I saw that, Alexa. And all I can think about these parents, they must be the most extreme woke crackpot liberals. And by when I say liberals, I don't mean classical liberalism. I mean what constitutes yeah, liberalism today. And they're basically virtue signaling. Look how great we are in the name of tolerance and diversity and inclusion. Look how we're bringing even babies to a drag queen show. Look at this footage. And I go back like to what our- What do you do if like, like I'm sorry, but you prop, like private part is just slipping out of your underwear. Oh, hello. Now you yeah. know what is a penis. And again, uh, we opened the show with this discussion. Why is it okay for a fake female to do this sexualized stripper act, but it wouldn't be okay for an actual biological female uh, to do it? Not, not that I'm advocating for that. We have strip clubs and again, age appropriateness because they're licensed establishment in Ontario. You're talking, you're gonna be at least 19 to get in. But um, I wonder how the advocates of this kind of perversity uh, explain how the line is drawn that fake females, okay to do a sex act, biological females, oh no, 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 strictly verboten. I don't get it, Alexa. I don't get it either. It's why I'm just, I just, as myself a woman, if I had like a children, I would never like bring my children there, not at all. And I love watching drag queen. Like I did, I did to so many shows, um, but I was age appropriate to understand mm. that it was sexualization and it was like a show and you need to understand all the background to, to go there. And, and, but for children, I would never, never, never accept that. It's just, it's just really like pushing sexualization on children. And we know that already sexualization is, is a big topic there. Yeah, and how sad that in some circles, what you just said, Alexa, makes you a hater, a bigot, a transphobe, all the nasty insults. But what you said was absolutely true and logical and normalized, and evidently uh, that is not tolerated anymore. And by the way, if you have a differing opinion, as um, uh, Pastor Reimer found out, you're gonna be manhandled, you're gonna be arrested later on, you're gonna do some time in the cooler, Unbelievable. It, the world, my friend, continues to remain upside down as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, we have the other chat. Um, okay. So we have Fraser McBurney. Is, is it Fraser? Because Fraser. he's uh, writing it, his name in big cap. <laughs> so uh, $5, thank you. I want to be a refugee at $75 a day. $75 uh multiple to 365 equal 27 27 dollars 37 cents plus 
oh my God, you make it pretty hard, man. <laughs> With all this number, $36 and 30, 13 cents. That equal to, anyway, I want to be a refugee. If you want to be a refugee, you can identify yourself as a refugee. Yeah, maybe even a trans refugee. You probably get the honeymoon suite with the heart-shaped hot tub in Niagara Falls overlooking the uh, the falls itself. But I think the point Fraser's making, if, uh, mm -hmm. if and I stand corrected if I'm not, but that's $75 per day per refugee. Um, mm -hmm. Look at the numbers. Get out your, your calculator and do the math. And this is just in meals, not accommodation. And not clothing that is also being provided. Um, Alexa, this is a financial sinkhole in terms of uh, what has to be provided um, uh, to these people getting into yeah. Canada illegally in the first place. And fun fact is like now most of the middle wage family cannot afford to have a normal grocery every week. Now they need to yeah. do some sacrifice. When in the other side, we have a free food and free service to some people who don't even like work yet because they cannot work and they would probably work uh, under the table, we say, and uh, they will not pay tax, but they will take our tax. You're absolutely right, Alexa. I think you and I, the entire staff here, anyone that's watching with a uh, nine-to-five job, what a bunch of suckers we are, eh? Getting up early, putting in the grind at least five days a week. Uh, meanwhile, all we had to do was go to Plattsburgh, cross over to <laughs> Roxham Road, and suddenly uh, I've got the honeymoon suite in Niagara Falls, all expenses paid, and I don't have to do anything. Um, wh why are we getting up in the morning in the first place, Alexa? Yeah, and especially <laughs> and people need to know it's so expensive, these rooms where they stay at. Oh, you know. And in Niagara Falls, by the way, I've never been there. So oh, really? maybe I should go to Plattsburgh and I will be sent there for like a couple of that night. <laughs> oh, you got to come, Alexa. Do you, don't ask me how I know this, but there's some rooms in Niagara Falls. Uh, they actually have a <laughs> heart-shaped hot tub. Um, <clears throat> <Ooh>. anyway, <laughs> oh my God, we have a, another one. Oh, you're crazy. We have another one. I don't want to know how you know that, please. <laughs> like this is going too far. Okay. <laughs> So we have Ablaze SL, $5, thank you. Do you think the Alberta Premier should order provincial police to arrest of the corrupt Calgary mayor and her corrupt butt buddies in the city police? And do you support gun control resistance? Um, well, on the first one, I, I'm sorry, I, did I understand that the first question correctly, Alexa? Having the provincial police arrest the... Uh... The uh, uh, the provincial police to arrest of the corrupt Calgary mayor and her corrupt butt buddies in the city police. Well, you know what? I, I, I don't know what the sta status is. I know when I lived in Alberta, there were there was not a provincial police force, unlike Ontario and Quebec. It was the RCMP uh, doing that. I think they're moving ahead with having a, a provincial uh, police force. Uh, I know Sheila Gunn-Reed, 
uh, would certainly be up to date on that. Um, when it comes to uh, gun control, uh, I like to quote the G. Gordon Liddy line, Alexa. Um, mm -hmm. it, and gun, gun control in my book is keep two hands on the gun. <laughs> You'll be more accurate that way. <laughs> but in the same time, it, it, what is actually funny is like now they have like, they ban the gun, they have a gun control and everything. But most of the crime, I think they have been made by guns that enter illegally and they are were not registered. So, okay, but what about, what, why you don't let the registered gun, okay, and maybe attack the illegal gun? Yes. Maybe it's a better move. <laughs> uh, again, Alexa, more perversity in terms of how we handle the gun <laughs> issue in this country. We are going on a jihad against Saskatchewan uh, duck hunters to take away their long guns. They're only out there to hunt. Meanwhile, as you said, uh, illegal handguns come across the border. The idea of a, register, a registry stopping that. Well, here's the fatal flaw in that argument, folks. You see, when you're a <laughs> criminal, when you're a gangbanger, I know this is going to come as a shock, but you tend not to obey the law. Right. So the idea of, uh, uh, you know, a government saying this is against the law, uh, you're not preaching to the converted. They are criminals. Mm -hmm. By definition, they violate the law. So that's why it's not going to work. And secondly, we go after people uh, who are being home invaded. If you wound or kill somebody, you're going to be uh, charged uh, with attempted murder or murder. And the third part of this awful trifecta, look at our bail system under the Justin Trudeau liberals. And by the way, all 10 premiers and all three leaders of the territories are on side on this in terms of getting reform. You have hardened criminals, multiple gun violations, violent crime violations. They get arrested in one door, out the next on bail. And guess what happens? They go on to commit more crime. So again, let's penalize the legal gun owners, right, who are doing sport hunting, for example, or sport shooting, and mm -hmm. those people that need to take a firearm in their hands to defend themselves due to a home invasion. And meanwhile, bend over backwards and make it easier for hardened criminals to carry out gun crime. Do you understand this logic at all, Alexa? No, and especially the fact that now he is banning gun, probably for his own safety of blackface. But in the same time, <laughs> he's going to decriminalize the heroin, cocaine, and all hard drugs. That's right. What Canada will look like soon? Like, first of all, you will have like some crazy people high on drugs. And of course, like now he's removing probably the gun because probably he's expecting that everybody will shoot everybody because it would be like too like psychedelic to have like a correct, like straight minding. But the fact that what he's doing with our country is just going to destroy it yeah. and, and nobody's I, doing I, anything. You're a hundred percent right. Um, and uh, I, I challenge anyone to make me or Alexa change our mind on this because I get I, I don't want to be repetitive. Everything seems to be upside down uh, with this current federal liberal government, Alexa.
Mm. Exactly. But wow. Hey, did you see? We have almost did two hours. Wow. Do, do we do we get paid overtime? Uh, you know, or is that a that be a federal government bureaucrat kind of deal? I guess. Yeah. Well, we I know we got to wrap this up because we've got to make the studio available. I see her behind the window. Uh, Tamara Ugolini will be guest hosting Ooh. for Ezra Levent. I I thought that was my gig when the big boss man couldn't make it. Uh, Alexa, sorry. do you think Ezra is sending me out, putting me out to pasture? No, I think he wants you in the cooler for a couple of months. <laughs> Well, it is minus 11 right now with the wind chill, so he's going to get that wish, I guess. So uh, don't forget to tune in, all you premium subscriber uh, viewers out there, to see Tamara uh, guest host her first ever Ezra Levent show. I can't wait. Um, well, that wraps things up. Uh, Alexa, thank you so much for filling in for the she-devil, Sheila Gunn-Reed. And, uh, and if oh you agree with the trafficking in Canada that is wrong, don't forget to sign our petition. Please, please, please go and sign it because I'm going to deliver it in U.S. And I think it's important that our, the voice is been heard. So go to stoptraffickingtocanada.com, sign the petition. And in the same time, you have like a click where you can sign a message to the mayor, Eric Adams of New York, that to stop paying bus ticket to the migrant to go in Canada. And folks, while you're online, please go over to uh, another petition we just launched yesterday, <laughs> which is firedong.com. That's uh, one uh, dong. Is it one dong? Um, you know, let's call dong, him dong. Ding Dong. <laughs> ding uh, dong. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a punchline there just, you know, hovering over home plate, but I dare not swing at it. Uh, and if you can, uh, we hired the Jumbotron equipped truck again yesterday. It's about 1500 or so dollars uh, with the rental, the gas, what have you. Um, if you can help us pay uh, our expenses, if you can make a, a donation, if you're able to, that would be greatly appreciated. So that is firedong.com. Well, thank you again, Alexa. Thanks to our team behind the boards. That would be Olivia and Efron. Thank you to everybody that uh, tuned in, especially those making a donation. Your generosity is always welcome. In the meantime, until tomorrow, stay safe. Stay sane. And stay sane. Stay sane. <laughs> <laughs>